Good afternoon and welcome to the latest episode of the Magicast. I'm your host Scott Munro. Welcome to episode 214. I really hope you enjoyed the international break uh, and had some time away from Roma. Talk. Uh, we are back today to talk about Roma 7. Yes, Roma 7, Empoli Nil. Uh, with me today, I have Joey. How are you, Joey? Um, couldn't be better, honestly, Scott. Like I said, the uh, Roma, they they uh, they made me quite happy this weekend. I'm I'm glad to see. So yeah, we'll, we'll get into it. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm all good, all good. Uh, me and Mum went to Scotland last week to see a relative and uh, enjoyed the streets of Glasgow last week, which was very very nice. I went to two football grounds, went outside Ibrox, oh, nice. which is in. Oh, we just say a bit of a rough area of Glasgow. Went on the Glasgow subway, um, and I went to part of Thistle's ground, Firhill, which was the the ground which the first ground which my late father took me to in 1992. Uh, went up there. There's some. I would just say if you ever get the chance, go to Glasgow, guys. It's a wonderful city. Very vibrant. People are amazing. Very. That, well. That's where you bought the retro jersey, right? Uh, yes, I bought a retro Roma jersey from the guys at Boca Ten. Uh, search for their website. Oh, this is. I'm not gonna. Actually, I will. Uh, I'll give them. I spoke to a couple of guys actually. Um, I spoke to one of them on the tube, the Scottish, the, uh, the Glasgow tube, because he was wearing a Napoli 1987 jumper, and I was like, "Oh my goodness me, where do you get that from? That looks amazing." Uh, and I spoke to a couple of the guys in, in their pop-up shop in Glasgow, in uh, one of the shopping malls in Glasgow. Uh, amazing guys, really talkative, know their stuff about football, and the stuff they've got there is amazing. And they've got some Roma stuff, they've got some Italian football stuff, and they've got some stuff about Celtic, Rangers, Diego Maradona, um, Boca Juniors, and et al. And it's just really good. The website's Boca 10. I think it's Boca10.co.uk. You can follow them on social media. The um, some really nice stuff, but uh, on Glasgow, Joey, if you ever get the chance, go. It's wonderful. You'll love it. I've I've heard good things about Glasgow. I, I should definitely make a trip and do uh, um, Ireland and Scotland. I, I've heard really good things about both. So yeah, it's definitely something I have on the bucket list. I did. Me and Mum, we did get caught in the bad weather on oh, last Wednesday. It rained in Glasgow, and as we were leaving on the train on Friday, we, it was raining, and also. Um, we're we're in Glasgow and England played Scotland in the friendly last week. There were some England fans staying at our hotel who were very nice, very talkative. Scotland lost the game three one. It was a friendly, but it is what it is. England were the better side. It was just a game too far for Scotland. But we are going to be talking about yesterday's game. Uh, thirty four goals in Serie A this weekend so far, Joe. With two games left, you've had some really big results, which started with the Milan derby on on Saturday. I missed the game because I got back from the Swindon game a bit later due to the traffic in Swindon. I was planning to watch it, but I saw the goals. Milan uh, into decimated Milan five one. You saw Juventus winning three one over Lazio. Uh, Frosinone winning 4-2 against Sassuolo. Francesco is back. Yeah, 
Eusebio the King is back. You saw I watched Fiorentina Atalanta, which was bonkers again. Uh, Fiorentina are going to be fun to watch in Serie A this season. Three uh, two, but we're talk about Roma seven, uh, Empoli zero. Um, I think the reports were today that sadly Paolo Zanetti could be getting sacked after this this game, and I think. It's probably rightly so because they've had a, a wretched start to the season. But Roma bounced back after the defeat against AC Milan after the international break. It was quite an attack-heavy lineup. Um, there was no Chris Smalling, no Lorenzo Pellegrini, no Busamawa. So Evan Indica got his first start for the club. Uh, Renato Santos got his first start as well. So did Romelu Lukaku. But Joe. What were your overall thoughts? Seven nil, thumping, convincing, just quick out the blocks, everything that we wanted after a poor start to the season. Yeah, absolutely. Roma finally inserted dominance. Uh, I did not expect this. I expected Roma to have a uh, a good game, maybe win by I would say three goals, but I I never expected seven. I I, I definitely predicted this, Scott, because over the weekend on Saturday I actually had a wedding for one of my closer friends and he's a massive Roman fan like I do. And that's, that's how we bond. He got married. And I, uh, I told him, I'm like, um, sometime during the night or before I left, I said, uh, don't worry. Roma's going to give you a nice wedding gift tomorrow. He's like, yeah, we'll, we'll see how it goes. And, you know, I was expecting from that point and, you know, I, I predicted maybe three, three, zero at luckiest case for, I never predicted seven. And yeah, it was just a complete thumping starting from the first minute with Dybala's penalty up until uh, the last goal we scored of uh, Mancini on the corner. So we scored in every which way possible. We saw goals in uh, in ways I wanted to see Roma score and Roma attack, which was nice. You know, having a midfielder come in from deep and attack the space from Sanchez, who had a brilliant game. Uh, Dybala being just magical on his second goal. Lukaku having a, a really great run and assist from Balotti, just Cristante firing from long distance range. We we just had it all. Um, there were not many negatives to it. I always try to think like I, I think Mourinho was sort of right saying it wasn't a perfect game. It, it wasn't a perfect game in the sense there's there's things that could still get better for sure, but this is certainly a, a dominant dominant game that they played and. Certainly a step in the right direction, and I'm glad they 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 showed that they can you know, score goals and be a team that everyone hoped that they would be. There were two, probably about two 10, 15-minute phases, maybe even less in the game where Roma were quite poor, would you agree? Where Empoli were let back in, yes. I think it was at 2-0, and oh. God, I'm trying to think of the goals now. Was it at 4-0 where Empley hit the post? Uh, was it Ball it Dancy? It was at 4-0 yeah. Yeah. yeah, about Dancy, who I think may could be a Roman player next season uh, if the reports were true over the summer. But there was some moments in the first half where Empley, uh, Roman may have sat back a little bit you saw at times last season where they tried to play with less energy or they tried to, what would you say, consume their energy and not go gung-ho. But 
there were times yesterday, I think there was five, ten minutes in the first half and five, ten minutes in the second half. That's, I'm probably nitpicking. Um, but there, there was, there was not huge concerns, but in all honesty, Jerry empathy were cannon fodder and Roma were ruthless, which I've been wanting to see that side of Roma for a good couple of years now. I know under Jose, you don't get sort of that performances. What you may get them once in a while. I think the last time I saw a ruthless Roma side was probably <clears throat> against Bodo Glimpse in the, the quarterfinal second leg in Conference League. Yeah, I would think so. Um, I know Feyenoord, they were up. They they ended up winning 4-1. Uh, yeah. yeah, they were quite tired near the end because that was... That was yeah, cool. it was so tight, right? Because yeah. Salah had to score late. But yeah. It, exactly. But yeah, I, I would definitely say Bodo in the quarterfinals of the uh, the Conference League was was the last time, especially under Jose Mourinho where we saw Ruthless Roma. Um you know, at that time frame, they were doing well, right, Scott? Around that time, they also mm. had the 3-0 win against Lazio, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, just so before the they, international break, yes, yes. Yeah, so they did have times, and that's what we were kind of missing. Last season, we were more, um, like you said, we sat back a lot. It worked for us, but, I mean, we as fans never saw Roma just bring the game to the other teams. I still wanted to see it like against Empley because I think you could have done it a full 90, but I do see the other side as we saw last season. We need to be mindful and reserve some energy because now we play every three days. So mm. uh, I thought about it and I was like, okay, it's, I mean, it makes sense, right? We play already Thursday. We don't want to risk anything. So, you know, Sanchez only got 45 minutes, which was brilliantly managed um, at two at three zero. I don't. I don't think he needs to see the field again, especially with his, you know, his injury trouble. We don't want to risk anything. So, I thought that was brilliantly done, but nothing too concerning. They did hit the post. So did we. We hit the post twice. Uh, but it was nice seeing Roma um, move the ball a lot better than what we're used to seeing, which is what I predicted. Right? They got players to me that are have better quality on the ball than they did last year, especially in the midfield, and. Um, and one of Llorente's biggest strengths is ball at his feet, same one in Dica. Mm. So we we had better we had better quality on the ball center backs than when Smalling's there. Not that Smalling's bad, it's just that's not of his, one of his strengths. His strength is defending. So uh we just saw it yesterday. Um even Paredes, I'll give a shout out to him. I, I thought he did a lot better yesterday than we've seen the first uh, couple of games. You see kind of growing into uh that regista role. And uh, he did it quite well. He he had really good long range of passes. I'm still not a huge fan of Cristante Mezzala, even though he played very well. I think he'll he'd be better where Paredes is, and they just rotate while the other midfielders take the Mezzala spots, the number eights. But I mean, I I think he can do the job adequately against these teams, just against better teams, the bigger teams, yeah. Yeah, exactly. I'd, I'd rather see him and Paredes keep rotating that spot in front of the defense. Um, but yeah, not to dampen on the seven zero. I, I think it's been a it was a wonderful result. I just you know it's kind of amplified by Empley being that poor. I mean they haven't scored a single goal all season and they've lost every game. So it's just to sort of tame the expectations. Like Roma is better than what they showed the first three games, but the seven zero it's obviously due to the fact of how poor Empley were as well. So. It, it's a, it's a bit of a mix, but 
Uh, we now have to see him go go on a run, right? They have Torino next. I know Torino is always a tricky game away, but they they really got to a Serie A game. I mean, they really got to continue this form because they have favorable games coming up. So uh, that's why it was important to win uh, with this magnitude and to show that they're still uh, they're they're still with the big the big guns. You know, maybe they're not as good as uh, let's say someone like Inter. They'll give them a lot of trouble uh, down the stretch. It's scary how Inter have become really, really good this season. Uh, I think Roma are not lightning, not sorry, not far behind Inter, but I think at times they will be. Um, who was your standout player from yesterday? I, I pretty much know the answer straight away. Uh, for people or might say man of the match was Cristante. Maybe it was, but for me, maybe I'm sorry if I'm biased, but I, I'm going to to Dybala. I just, I don't know. I just think everything flow, flow really well with him. And that second goal was just absolutely, I don't, I don't care how bad the defending was. That second goal was just absolutely brilliant. So uh, I, I personally think my standout will be Dybala. But I'll give a shout-out to Cristante. I thought he did very well as well. Uh, and we saw wing-backs marauding forward, and we actually saw an assist from a wing-back. Yes, I was quite shocked. I think the assist from Christensen was good, Scott, but I mm. still, against better teams, I don't know, I still don't see him being the one to uh, be a protagonist and, and help us in the games where the games are a lot tougher. I don't know. He just doesn't. He he just seems very conservative. Maybe it's just a plan for him to be, or he's still not assimilated yet. But uh, his assist, his assist, excuse me, was brilliant. Just I I, I don't know. It just he seems to not be being wanting to take on his man. Uh, just a lot of stop and start uh, stop the ball and pass backwards. So we I I just need to see more of him to really assure that he's the right person for the job. I thought he played well yesterday. I know it was against a poor Empoli side, but uh, I think you may have to give him some time. Remember, he's come from Austrian football to the gung-ho of the Premier League, where everything's, everything's pretty much 100 miles an hour. Um, and he played for a, a poor lead side who got relegated last season. Um, and he's come to Serie A, where it's a bit different. It's more, uh, what would you say... More tactical, more methodical, more slow. But I thought we had a really good game yesterday. Um, to just give him a little bit of time. Um, Lukaku and Dabala, there were glimpses of a partnership forming. I did. So when he came on, I was <clears throat> I was impressed with Belotti. Also, um, I think you might see. If the Bala's missing, I think you could see a Belotti Lukaku partnership brewing also because Belotti, in his 26 minutes on the pitch, managed to nab two assists, Joey. Two lovely assists for the wonder goal for um, Brian Cristante and the, the three ball against yeah. a tire written empty defence for Romelu Lukaku's debut goal under the curve of yeah, exactly. He's uh, now at two goals and I think three or four assists. Oh, uh, oh yeah, he got yeah, one he against Verona. Yeah, against Verona, yes. 
Yeah, he got an assist against Verona. I, I don't know if they accredited to him. I think we spoke about that, but I, I believe, but I know it's it's his assist, man. I just don't know if they gave him the assist for it. I, I remember there was there was something I read where they they didn't credit for him. But anyways, to me, it's an assist, and he's up to two goals, three assists now in um, in four Serie A games. So that's uh, that's really. That's it's really good by him. It's such a turnaround from last season. Just to have him as an, an option on the bench, and even someone like Asmund, who we haven't fully seen yet, I, I think it's wonderful to have. And that partnership, Scott, we've seen glimpses of it. Uh, you know, it it worked it worked pretty well. I think Dybala was just drifting around Lukaku, and Lukaku was um, was leading the line and showing his qualities of holding up the ball. And that's something we've been missing since Jeko. Somebody who can just bully a defender, shield him, hold the ball, and bring someone into play. We haven't had that in Tammy, and that's not Bellotti's game either. Uh, so it's refreshing to see this, and it's I think it's a perfect type of player that works with Dybala. And Dybala was just working off him yesterday, and we saw such good glimpses of them two together uh, partnering up. So I think it's going to be an exciting partnership uh, for the rest of the season. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. With the the squad assembled, I think this is pretty much, as we spoke about a couple of weeks ago, with yourself and Imran, and with the pod we did later on in the week, I think this squad can push for top four. And if Lukaku, Dybala and Belotti stay fit, it quite be quite intrigued the attacking nature of what Roma can do this season. Oh, for sure. And uh, one thing uh, I think I was, I w- I just remembered, and I, I thought I was going to forget, but I have to mention Scott the the XG. I think it's the oh yeah. So I was going to bring I was going to bring this up. Okay, yeah. okay, you yeah. remember? Okay, go for it. I was going to say it's the it's the first time in the Mourinho era where we massively overperformed the XG, which is. Something like, uh, I don't know, I had a bit of tears in my eyes because it's something we never, ever see. Like, even in a game where we score two to three goals, um, which three goals has been less likely lately, we always had an XG to score more. Now it's it was the complete opposite. We had an XG of 2.49, and we scored seven goals. I've never seen that stat line. So for a stat buff like I am, it was just brilliant to see and, like I said, I, I got a bit of tears and I was just like, I took a picture and it's something I can, I can just remember for, for a while because I, I have not seen that in a very, very long time. So Roma scored seven goals from nine shots on target. One evidently was an own goal. Yeah, that's right. And mm. usually when we have nine shots, we're scoring maybe a goal to Two. zero goal. Yeah, maybe at best case. Yeah, so the fact that we scored seven on nine shots on target, or I know there was the own goal, it just we were actually very clinical, and we still hit two posts, like like I mentioned before. So yeah, we could have scored even more. Dabala free, actually very clinical. Yeah, Dabala free kick, and who hit the other post? Uh, Paredes on the corner. Oh yes, the Olympico. Yes, yeah. and, and M- Ampli hit the post as well uh, from uh, Baldanzi. Uh, yeah, so three posts, it could have been a different scoreline. Um, one last point about yesterday's, yesterday's game. You mentioned him, he got 45 minutes. 
He also picked up a yellow card after an incident with uh, the ex. Oh, Cancinieri, uh, the 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 former yeah, Roman. Yeah, yeah. Um, Renato Sanchez, very impressive, forty-five minutes, box to box midfielder. I think he played really, really well. I think he was probably the player of the half, and I, I think you can see it with the start of the goal. I think he started to play to Lukaku. To I think it was to play out wide, and he had to cross in, and he just continued his run. I think Roma have been missing that third man run from midfield for a while. Oh yeah, definitely for a while. That was what Genie was supposed to be last year. Um, Genie is a box to box with some different characteristics. I thought he did. Okay, before I get back to Ronaldo, I thought Genie did okay, but the injury is what, what really hampered him last season. But uh, getting to Ronaldo, this is something we're missing from the beginning of the season for a long, long while. Somebody who can um, help out on defense, but also help out on the attack. And uh, this is something he did brilliantly by attacking the space. You know, you're right. He's the one who had the ball. Uh, he linked up with Lukaku, got the ball back. He went out wide to Christensen, and he continued to the space um, in front of him, and he had a free header and he scored. And uh, he was just brilliant in both sides of the, the pitch yesterday. And he's uh, he's really strong, a bully, powerful runner. So it was uh, it was certainly brilliant to see. And, and, you know, this is what you need going forward. You mentioned Inter, Scott. They have some of the best box-to-box mids in, in the whole league between Barella, uh, Mkhitaryan, who scored two goals, and Fratesi, who scored mm. uh that's why they're so successful beyond just the wing backs in the three five two. That's what makes them so successful. So if Roma want to be this way, they need that contribution from guys like Sanchez or when Awara comes back, of course, Pellegrini when he plays and we even saw Cristante did it, but back to Renato, I think he had a brilliant first half. Maybe if he played the full game, he would have been man of the match, but uh, nothing wrong to say about him in the first 45 minutes and he's still learning the game. So I just expect them to get better and better as the season goes on. So with that result, Joey, Roma are up to 12th. They're the heady heights of 12th with four points from four games and a goal difference of plus five. We've now scored 11 goals in four games. Um, <clears throat> we were talking on WhatsApp yesterday and I've prepared two quizzes for you because Imran was going to join us, but sadly he got held up with work. He, he messaged me beforehand with a, a busy day at work. Um, so before Gianluca Mancini scored, we were exchanging WhatsApps, and it was like 6-0. Six, six when was the last time Roma scored six in Serie A? was uh, against Spal in 2020 with uh, Fonseca. They yeah. won 6-1. 6-1, Spal. That's day 35. Wednesday... July, oh, Wednesday the 22nd of July, sorry, during the COVID season. Uh, not the COVID season, the latter half of the COVID season, where games were played behind closed doors. So the team that day, I will ask you if you remember who the goal scorers were that day. So I'll give you the team. So it was a 3-4-3 or 3-4-2-1. Paul Lopez, Mancini, Smalling, Kolarov. Wing backs were Bruno Perez and Leonardo Spinazzola with Cristante and Diawara in midfield. The two in front were Lorenzo Pellegrini and Carlos Perez 
with Nikola Kalinic up front. Um, Marit Setin, Davide Sapacosta, Gonzalo Villar, Nicolo Zaniolo and Justin Cliver came off the bench. Do you know who the goal scorers were? Well, I think you just left a hint out. You kind of emphasized when you said Kalinic. So I I believe he scored one of the goals. I think you kind of... Uh, you kind of said when you said Kalinic, so I'm I'm gonna say he scored a goal, even though I don't remember if he scored he or not. But because I'm missing the goal yes. for okay, he scored the opener. Okay, I know Zaniolo scored right at the uh, right at the end. He had, I think it was him that had that brilliant run right against yeah. Al. Correct. Everyone, yeah, where everyone highlights, he he went from deep and he just like basically cooked the whole team, mm. and he just scored with a left foot. I remember that, and I remember. Uh, oddly enough, Bruno Perez scoring two goals. Correct, so, yeah. So those those are the ones I remember. Now I'm trying to remember the other two, which is which is escaping me, but I, I definitely have four of them. This is gonna be uh this is gonna be tough. Um I'll give you a hint. Both are no longer at the club. One's retired, one's playing in Spain. Oh, okay. So, Carl, Kolarov and Perez. Yes. That was too much of an okay. easy hint. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But from that game, Scott, I'll always remember is, is Zaniolo's goal from midfield after he came back from his ACL injury, his first. And everybody was just talking about how the guy was back and he just went literally the length of the pitch and just bullied every single defender and he just scored. It was just, it was just brilliant. Yeah, so that was sixth. Then Gianluca Mancini scored a seventh. And the last time Roma scored seven in Serie A, because I think they have scored it in Europe a couple of times. I think it was against Ghent in 2009 and another team in 2009 when they were qualifying for the UEFA Cup, which was then called the Europa League. It was against Catania on November the 19th, 2006. The lineup that day... Doni, Marco Cassetti, Ferrari, Kivu, Christian Panucci, Daniele De Rossi. He was replaced by Alberto Aquilani. Da, uh, David Pizzaro, Rodrigo Tadai, Simone Porotta, who was replaced by Vincenzo Montella. Uh, Amantino Mancini, who was replaced by Marco Vucinic. And Francesco Totti. Right, Joey. Who were the goal scorers that day? <laughs> Ooh. I know Someone... a couple of them because it's historic. I, I know I know a, f- a few, but I again, I, I'm going to forget uh, a few of them. I know uh, Totti scored one. He scored the last. I know. Okay, he scored the last. I know Mancini had a double. He had a brace. I know yes. Parata scored, and I know Montella scored. So yes. there's one player. Who, there's one more player who scored two, and it's an unlikely oh, man. hero. Sorry, so it must be a defender. If it's unlikely, I'm I'm thinking it's a defender. I'm gonna say I'm not gonna say it's a center back. So I'm gonna. Uh, actually, so I'm going to go between Cassetti or Panucci. Who does your heart go to? There's no clues. There's no clues. I'm not going to give any clues away. Uh, 
I'll say Panucci because he scored more than Cassetti, like in 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 uh, in the league. I just Panucci would just score more. I guess he he scored more for Roma for sure. So I'll go with Panucci. You are correct. Oh wow! <laughs> no, so, I would have never remembered. So uh, um, I am looking at the the AS Roma Ultras dot org website. I am just going to say, I think two weeks beforehand. Roma won away at, um, if I'm not mistaken, AC Milan. So I'm just going to look that up. So I think, ah, this is this is good. Uh, bear with me for a second, because I am going to look on this website. Are looking, Scott? We didn't mention the coach was Spalletti for anyone yes. who doesn't know. So. Yes, yeah, Luciano Spalletti. This the was first his... time yet. First or first time around, I believe. Yeah. So with, o- with the team. O six oh seven. Which Roma finished second. Yeah, just the game beforehand was the the two one away win in the in the San Siro the weekend before, which uh Totti scored a double if I'm not mistaken, including that lovely assist from Alberto Aquilani. Oh, yes, yes, I remember, yes, and, yes, wow. And then the week later, after the roma Catania game, was the 26th of November 2006. Sampdoria 2, Roma 4, was the infamous Totti Golazo from the Marco Van Basten-esque goal. Uh, I think one of his better goals ever scored. Is that the one with the left foot at that angle? Yes, yes. Yes, yeah. I, I can never forget that goal. Uh, it's, it was brilliant. It's probably one of his best goals he's ever scored. So that was a dove into the archives of two quizzes talking about uh, last time Roma hit six and seven. Um, Shall we do a quick preview for Thursday's game in Moldova yeah. against FC Sheriff, who were in the goals at the weekend also. They won 5-1 um, on Saturday uh, against, uh, if I, excuse me, against Floriesti. Um, uh, so they, Sheriff are second in the Moldovan League. They have played five, won four, lost one, and got 12 points. Um, how are you feeling for Thursday? Uh, it's an earlier kickoff. I think they play on a plastic pitch, if I'm not mistaken. Um, so it could be quite oh, interesting. Mourinho is going to complain. <laughs> I could be wrong. I could be horrif- horrifically wrong. Um, but I'm not too sure. So, yeah, it, I'm just going to have a look because they play on Tiraspol. Um, plastic pitch. I, I could be horrifically wrong. Okay. Yeah, it looks like it is a plastic, is a plastic pitch. So yeah, uh, it's not the end of the world. But how are you feeling going in for the game on on Thursday? Well, Scott, we just won seven zero, so <laughs> I gotta be. I I mean, I gotta be feeling good about it. Like I said, first five games, I expect nothing but wins. I only said the sixth game. If you want to, you know, um, 
I'm not saying particularly lose it, but you want to reserve some energy and just see the game out. Maybe you draw or lose, fine. But the first five games, I don't. Ex- I should not expect Roma to lose. Will they? I think they will drop a game out of the first five, but they should not. Uh, I expect a full out. I just expect the win. Uh, could be uh, by one goal, whatever the case is. I expect after the 7-0, you know, Dybala had some strong words saying, we're here, we need a performance like this. Well, you got to go do it again. And it starts on Thursday in Moldova. I know they're away. I know they never played there before. I know it's a plastic pitch. Don't underestimate the opponents, but I fully expect them um, to win the game, even with rotation. So if you don't play Dybala and Lukaku or one of them, it uh, doesn't matter. I think Bellotti and El Sharari, or again, a mix of uh, Bellotti, which I believe will start, and Lukaku or Dybala or El Sharari, I think uh, I think there's no excuses. No matter who you have on the, the pitch, I think you should win the game. You're going to have the same three center backs. I don't believe Chris Smalling will feature. Uh, I, they'll probably... They'll probably rest him uh, again. We he's suffering that minor injury. Mm. Um, you know, you have your your wing backs and your midfield should be good enough, no matter who you put in. So we've gotten better in quality and quantity over the summer. Well, now you know it's time to show it. If you want to give Bove um, a chance to start, I mean, he should be more than adequate adequate to to beat them. You know, having one of Cristante Paredes, maybe Pellegrini back or maybe a war, uh, should, should be no questions asked, should not have any doubts. They should just go there and win the game. I agree. I agree. Oh, sorry, I'm just looking at Sheriff, Ter- uh, Sheriff Terrace Bowles fixtures this season. They've already played uh, games in Europe. Uh, they played uh, four Champions League qualifying games against FCV Varro, which they won... Three uh, one after extra time. FCV Varro Costanza, which are Romanian. Yes, they are Romanian. Sorry, and they lost. Uh, they lost to Maccabi Haifa in the second round. Four one. Four one after extra time. Was it four two after extra time? Four uh, two after extra time. Um, and they've also played a couple of qualifiers in the Europa League where they played Bate Borisov, which they uh, they won the first leg 5-1 and drew the second leg 2-2. And they played K.I. Klaxvik. I think they could be Finnish. They are. Oh, no, Faroe Islands. I've actually never heard of them. No. Faroe Islands, okay. And, yeah, uh, oh, they only scraped through. I say scraped through. They drew the first leg 1-1 in Faroes and won the second leg 2-1. So they've played a quite a lot of European football this season. They've played five games in, in the domestic league, so they've played a lot of games. It could be quite interesting. Roma are away first. Um, it's quite quite an interesting yeah. draw. Which Scott, you're right, about. I'm glad you... Uh... Right. And uh, I just want to mention, Scott, I'm glad you brought up the game Sheriff played. Look at some of the opponents they played. And to me, I mean, it seems like they barely got by them. Like they lost to, um, I'm not saying they're a bad team, but Maccabi Haifa is not really yeah. some sort of powerhouse. And they lost them in, in you know, in in the second Extra round time. qualifying in Champions League. 
Yeah. Exactly. And then they played a team from Faroe Islands. Look, I know nothing of Faroe Islands. Don't get me wrong. The only thing I know about their about Faroe Islands is when they participate in your in um in uh, international competitions for the country. Right, yeah. They they're very very they're obviously very poor, so I think it kind of replicates like what their league. Obviously, their league isn't anything special either. And, they, and you're right; you said they barely scraped by. They beat them by a goal, so there should be again no, there should be no difficulties in winning this game. I know Roma will at times. It, we always say this, you know, if every strong team should beat every weaker team, like, uh, like you know, n- every team would be perfect, right? The stronger ones, but we know that's not how football works, but. Uh, I should see no reason why Roma will drop this game. Um, Maccabee Haifa did get beat by Young Boys in the last qualifying round, so Young Boys are in the Champions League. So it's so I think Maccabee Haifa are in the Europa League, and they've got a nice group with Stad Ren, Panathinaikos, and Villarreal. But I digress. I digress. Do you expect Roma to go uh, to go through to win on Thursday? Because it could be a potential banana skin, you know. And us Roma fans always feel the worst. Yeah, it, it is, and I think uh, Mourinho did brilliantly to kind of calm that down, kind of tame it. Um, I know, I'm, I'm sure he loved he loved the performance we had, but uh, I think he was very honest in saying maybe we shouldn't have scored seven the way we played. I, I think he's just trying to. You know, tame everyone's expectation. He's always done that, so that's uh, that's what it is. They gotta continue with a a balance and uh, the right mentality. Uh, they won a game. Okay, it was great. Seven zero. They gotta move past it. Game's over. Go on to the next one. It's a new game. Doesn't matter the opponent. Play as if it's one of the best teams in the world. That's that's how I always see it. And I think that's how Mourinho kind of sees it. Like, don't you know? Don't play down to your opponents. Uh, in a sense, and just be just be humble about it and keep working. So, and that's what I expect Roma to continue doing. Here, here. Um, do you have anything else to add, Joey? Uh, no, that that's all for me. All right, guys, you can follow us at themagicast.com and you can find all our previous episodes on the website. You can find us on all podcast platforms, so Apple, SoundCloud, Spotify, TuneIn, Podbean, etc., etc. Um, Joey, thank you for taking your time out your Monday morning slash afternoon in Canada to join me in this afternoon in the UK. Yeah, thanks a lot, Scott. It was great uh, finally uh, for us discussing a uh, a win and a massive win at that. So uh, I'm glad they got it done. And I'm glad we were able to uh, to talk about it. Yeah, me too. Um, I probably wouldn't lie. There may have been some anxiety pre pre kickoff, but when you go two nil in our two nil in after eight minutes, I think that anxiety was eased and erased, and uh, we got to see a good performance. Um, we're we will be back Friday because it's European Football Week. Champions League tomorrow, Champions League Wednesday, Europa League and Conference League football on Thursday. So we'll be back Thursday, uh, Friday, sorry, to talk about the game in Moldova on Friday. Uh, from Thursday, sorry. Oh my God, i butchered that. We'll be back Friday to talk about the game in Moldova on Thursday. So enjoy the rest of your week, guys, and ciao. Ciao.